getting into a plural marriage is a very religious decision, in this, especially in the case of the Browns, right? And so there are a lot of things in season one that we're seeing about their faith and what drives them to live the law of plural marriage. And it's the same when their family is starting to fall apart. So we kept seeing as we were watching these episodes in season 18, these themes that are really giving insight into how they view their plural marriage and where they are religiously. Yeah. And those are the things that we're like really excited to talk about. Hey everyone, welcome back. My name is Sam. And I'm Melissa. I grew up in the FLDS community. It is a polygamous group run by Warren Jeffs, and I moved out when I was 18 years old. I was raised LDS, Sam and I have been married for nine years, and have two awesome kids. We do, we do. Thank you all so much for being here with us again today. We are excited to get back to season 18 of The Sister Wives, and try to keep up with what's currently coming out, while at the same time, as some of you have seen and know, going back to the beginning and reviewing the beginning of this, of this series as well. And while we might be the fresh eyes on Sister Wives <laughs> with the fact that we did season one, we were just really talking about whether or not we should move forward with this season 18. And we decided yes, because getting into a plural marriage is a very religious decision. In this, especially in the case of the Browns, right? And so there are a lot of things in season one that we're seeing about their faith and what drives them to live the law of plural marriage. And it's the same when their family is starting to fall apart. So we kept seeing as we were watching these episodes in season 18, these themes that are really giving insight into how they view their plural marriage and where they are religiously. Yeah. And those are the things that we're like really excited to talk about because yeah. There's tons of drama. There's tons of blaming on the that. internet. Yes, <laughs> you all know even more than we do all the backstories behind who's the cause of what problems and this and that. And we can go on forever about that kind of drama. But we kind of wanted to bring into light some of the things about their religious beliefs that make them do the things they do. So yeah, that's what we're doing. Exactly. And it's very interesting to me, as you may all know by now, this religious aspect to it because of the religion and the polygamy intertwined into one and that's something that I'm excited to kind of dive into because that's the way I was raised right so it's very it's very interesting some of the things they say and the way they go about trying to justify certain things because of their religion as they would say yeah so we wanted to get into it season 18 episode 5 and 6 is what we're going to cover mm. and again We'll quickly go over some of just the generic themes that were going on, but really wanted to dive into a couple of these religious themes. So season 18, episode 5, getting into it. One of the first notes that I wrote was Christine was talking about getting a release from their spiritual marriage. And I know we had covered before about the fact that when only the first wife's married, or we do know the fact that Mary got divorced so that Robin could legally get married. But however you want to slice it, only one legal wife can, it's illegal to have multiple wives, right? right? So you can only have one legal wife. All the rest are spiritual marriages. And in the AUB, that is their religion that they all got married in, whether they believe it now or not, those spiritual marriages are the important ones, hmm. okay? So even the legal marriage, there still would be that spiritual ceremony as well to seal them for time and all eternity. And that is what you have to get a release from 
when they're getting divorced, even though they're not getting, like him and Christine never had to get a divorce. Her leaving legally, she can just leave. Right. But she was talking yeah. about needing a release from the spiritual marriage. See, and I don't think she was so concerned about getting some kind of release through the church because at this point we all know that Christine doesn't really, just by the way she talks, <laughs> she's not really following the belief, right? Yeah. By the way, she, the way she words things now, it's pretty clear. And maybe not everyone would notice that, but us coming from this type of religious background, we can pick up very quickly when someone starts to use certain words mm -hmm. that aren't really allowed in the fundamentalist Mormon type beliefs. Yeah. Even swearing in general, swearing in general, the fact that she had to get beeped out a couple times, um, most notably when she used the Lord's name in vain. Mm -hmm. That is something that is like a big no-no in all Mormonism. You don't use the Lord's name in vain. So when Which, she said that, I was like, oh, okay. Now, see where using, she is. Using the Lord's name in vain could mean something completely different to every different religious group, right? That's true. So <laughs> where we came from saying, oh my God, is using the Lord's name in vain. Yes. And so that is a big no-no. And, and Christine says that over and over and over again. And we immediately noticed that because... Where we're from, it's, oh my gosh, if even that, in the LDS, sorry, in the FLDS, let me back up a few more years, in the FLDS, we weren't even allowed to say, oh my gosh, if you heard that, you immediately knew it was for some outsider talking. That's so, crazy. Yeah. You didn't have the replacement words? You have to have a replacement word. Oh my word. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness. There oh was, my goodness There was gracious. a while where my mom too, like there was certain times I feel like when she would get a little bit more strict about words, um, we weren't allowed to say suck like, oh that sucks, you can't say that. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> but I remember for a while her being like, gosh, can sometimes sound like it if you're not having the SH doesn't sound prominent enough that it might sound like you're saying the word God. And so we'd have to say like, oh my goodness, or different things that would just make sure that there was no chance yeah. of anybody thinking that you took the Lord's name. Yeah. So that's I, a good clarification. Yeah. And I also wanted to go back just a little bit when you talk about the spiritual marriages, because you have to also remember that at least the way I was raised, the marriage through the state or the legal marriage wasn't even a big deal for the background, the religious uh, aspect of it, because that was more just a necessity. Hey, let's go get legally married so that we can actually get married for real, right? Mm -hmm. Because the spiritual marriage was, in our minds, what was actually important. Oh, yeah. Even when Sam and I got married in the LDS Temple in St. George, and yeah, the actual like legality of it is so minuscule, it's so not cared about compared mm -hmm. to the ceiling. And so, yeah, it's just, I, you wouldn't even do it if you didn't have to, because right. that's not the important part. The important part is the ceiling with the proper authority, right? So that's, that's how that goes. But I am curious how the AUB does their releases. Mm -hmm. um, in the FLDS, what did that look like when they had spiritual marriages being released? Or did they do anything <laughs> official, or was it... It was more... Because they believe that Warren is speaking for God, if Warren says something, that's final. That's all you need. You need to hear it. That's it. You don't have to get something in writing. God gave you this wife. God can take that wife away. Period. 
Period. And if it's coming from Warren, they also believe it's coming from God. So it would be as simple as him just saying, okay, you guys are you're, no longer. You're out. You're no longer together. Whatever he says, exactly. Okay. And the LDS, for those of you who are wondering, the LDS, you can get temple sealing divorces. Now, it is like a huge, it's a much bigger deal. You do have to get permission. I believe it's still from the first presidency of the church. Mm -hmm. So the very highest authority in the church has to give you permission basically to get rid of your ceiling. It is possible. I have a friend who's had it happen, but it, it has to be requested. From what I understand, you have to have like very specific reasoning. Like you can't, it, you have to state and it has to be a big reason as to why you would try to get that. Mm -hmm. I think over time that's gotten a little bit lighter, but I know like 20, 30 years ago, like getting a temple ceiling divorce was like huge and was a long process and you had to like go and explain yourself and explain why it wasn't working and why counseling's not working. Like it used to be a very big process. Now I feel like the more common divorces are getting, it's getting a little bit more common as well for ceilings, but it's something yeah. that... LDS members or members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, it's a very big deal. And I know that with the AUB and these other fundamental Mormonism groups, it is also a very big deal. So when she said getting a release, I was like, yeah. oh, there's something very official that she also has to do. Right. Well, and in all of these religions, the AUB, the FLDS, the LDS, the Kingstons, you know, we can go on and on. <laughs> it all, in all of these groups... Divorce is very much frowned upon mm -hmm. by the religion. So even in the mainstream LDS church, the church officials or the church local church leaders try very, very hard to help these marriages last and continue on. You know, if a husband and wife go to, and they've been married in the temple, and they go to a bishop to talk about some issues, the bishop's going to try, first and foremost, to help them work it out and stay together, number one. Yeah. Which, you know, and, that, and that's fine, but there have been cases in multiple religions where working it out was not the right decision, and things just got worse. But it is very, very important in these religions to try to hold that bond and that spiritual marriage together. Well, and you see that with Mary. Yes. I know we're jumping up to episode six, but you see that with Mary. You see how strongly she's holding on and Janelle as well. Janelle says that because of her religious beliefs, she's not able to yeah. just leave Cody. It's this huge deal because of her commitment to her faith and not just to her marriage, right? Yeah. And so even in these situations where there's barely even a marriage really left with Mary, she had even said like, she's like, I can't leave Cody, but Cody's pretty much already written me off. And it's totally true, right? Like he doesn't even talk about her as a wife, nothing. So in that situation, there's not even a marriage to even do anything with, right? And yet they still are staying because of the spiritual aspect of the fact that they feel so, that it's so important that they're sealing to them. So I'm guessing, and you hear this a lot in the FLDS, Sam mentions his family says it, that there are people who think, well, it doesn't matter in this life because then we'll all be perfected and I'll have my plural family in the next life. Yeah, the, the keeping it together as a family, especially with the sister wives, for example, and where I came from as well, keeping your family together is so important because without polygamy, you're not living the highest law. You're not doing what God wants of you if you're not living the law of polygamy. Mm -hmm. And so these women, it's not just 
Cody, well, at this point, who knows what they think? <laughs> Jeez, it's just, a, it's just a big mess at this point. But these women are really trying to make it work because they believe that they actually need this in order to live with God in the next life. Well, what else would like convince you to stay with someone like Cody at this point, right? <laughs> like, I, I'm watching this train wreck and you're watching, you know, Janelle and her daughter's getting ignored, her kids are yeah. being separate from their father. There's no familial ties at all, right? Like all that's left is the polygamous aspect, the spiritual aspect. That's basically it because there's no real marriage or family unit that he has with Janelle. And there's definitely not one with Mary. And so it leads me to believe that the spiritual aspect is all that's left. Even though, like you said, now it seems like they all believe different things, mm -hmm. but it's hard to unprogram yourself from still feeling like that is an important aspect and piece. Oh yeah, for sure. And I know that we're going to learn more between season two and season 17. We're going to learn more about Their spiritual what journeys. is spiritual journeys, number yeah. one. Number two, him and Mary's relationship I just can't even fathom what is going on right now with between him and Mary. And I, we've had a lot of comments of people giving us little snippets and things about their relationship, which thank you. It's just so beyond my imagination why they are even, or why Mary is even claiming to be married to him at this point. Yeah, it's right? a lot. It's a lot. And we kind of see in these two episodes things starting to change in some of, in some of the decisions that Mary's making now. Yeah. So it's nice to see that. Yeah, her going and choosing to be going and um, being at the Airbnb more mm -hmm. in Parowan, which is yep. just a little neighbor next where I grew up. So, you know, those type of things. But it is interesting that even that, she's like, I have to make it clear to Cody that I'm not leaving him. So for some reason... She must feel very strongly that she needs to keep the spiritual marriage together with Cody in order to have the next life the way that she needs it. At this point, anyway. At this point, or major guilt from something. I don't know. I don't know. It's an interesting thing. Yep. Christine's belief, man, it's it's funny to see. Like she said, I respect the choice of polygamy because she obviously has family that's in it because mm -hmm. she grew up in a polygamous family. But she was like, yeah, I respect the choice of polygamy, but, but why? But why? why? But why do people do it? And it was funny because it's, she says in the, the later episode, she talks about the fact that she tried to leave the church and her marriage in a classy way. And it reminded me of Sam leaving the FLDS because it is this tough line to toe of you want to leave in a good way that people in that religion will still reach out to you, that they will still talk to you as much as they're allowed, right? You want to leave in a way that you can have as much communication or as much of a relationship as possible. And at the same time, sometimes you just want to go, why? <laughs> I would love nothing more than to be able to just go out there and round up my family and say, we're out of here, you know, and be with them, live, you know, be able to visit often and have that relationship. But, you know, it's, yeah, it's a tough line because you also want to respect their beliefs. And in Christine's case, polygamy. In my case, the uh, there's a lot more to it. But... You know, you want to respect them to the extent that when they do come to the realization that this isn't the lifestyle that I need to be living or should be living, they feel comfortable reaching out to me because I didn't try to, I don't know, force them to do a certain way or come across very 
arrogant or uh, disrespectful. Yeah. So when she talks about that, I, I was thinking I have a good friend who grew up Catholic and she is always amazed by the stories that I tell of us leaving the LDS church mm -hmm. and just how hard it is to try to maintain good relationships yeah. and let people know that we are going to try to be respectful and that we don't have any bad feelings in our hearts towards any of the people, even the church itself, honestly, like it's the, the doctrine, it's not the people that we don't agree with. And so that same situation of where she just like can't fathom the idea of having to step away classy. She's like, what does that even mean? Like, why, why can't you just leave and go to another church? Like, why can't you just leave and go to another Christian church? Or could you go to this like non-denominational church? And it's so different in Mormonism because of the belief that you have the one and only truth. And so that's the same with all of the fundamental Mormonism groups yeah. as well. Yeah. Right. That's why there's all these breakoffs is because the mainstream LDS church said we have the truth. And then the polygamous group say, uh, you did until you stopped practicing polygamy. So now you don't have it anymore. So now we're the one and only truth. And then all these separate breakoffs and breakoffs and breakoffs of who's actually clinging on to the one and only truth. Yeah. And so that is what makes it so that when you're having to leave, you have to leave in this classy, as Christine says, trying to leave in a classy way and try to leave in a way that is not going to be disrespectful to right. friends and family. Because Christine knows, and I know, and Melissa knows, that there's all these different groups of religions, and the strong members within those religions all would give their life for their truth. That's how much they know, that, or they think they know, they feel that they have the truth on earth, right? Oh, yeah. And so to try to go and... and uh, Tell them anything other than that would just be a waste of time. It really would. Yeah, absolutely. So. But yeah, I thought that was interesting. Another thing, touching back on the plural marriage in general, it was talking about the plural marriage committee that uh, sometimes it makes it hard to make a decision because they talk about the fact that in the Brown family, it was like a democracy. And so it's a lot of people to make any one decision. Mm. And looking back, they could see that not having one person just make final decisions was actually a hindrance to like their growth and progression in businesses and other things. There's too many hands in the pot. And what did you think about that? Because in the FLDS, that is not what it's like. Right. In the FLDS, it's made a lot easier, not saying better, but it's made a lot easier because the man of the house makes all the final decisions. He has the final say. Uh, it is the, not a democracy. No. They, the wives are there to enforce his rules and his will. And I'm not blaming, for example, my father for the way that he was because that is literally what the church required of him. He the, the church required of him to make the decisions, to be this figure that everyone in the house had to look up to and obey no matter what. And that included all of the wives. Yeah. yeah. So like Sam said, yeah. doesn't make it better and probably much worse for the wives to never feel like they have a huge say in the matter, but it does make things more cut and dry and a little bit, I don't use the word easier, but when there's only one person that is making all the decisions, yeah. then you're not going to have as much of this back and forth between picking favorite wives. If you don't give any of the wives input, then you can't be picking a favorite and their decisions. You can't be like, oh, I'm going yeah. with their idea or I'm voting on the same cake as them. Like there's not going to be that. 
So I thought that was an interesting like comparison. Yeah, it's so interesting because this sister wife show is all about somebody came in, blew up the family, this wife was given more and she ha had more attention and so the the other wives feel bad. It, it's just a lot of that back and forth of between comparison. the wives, comparison and, and, and fighting between the wives and then Cody being stuck in the middle of it all and primarily the problem of it all, <laughs> if I might add. But you know, what, the way I was raised, the polygamy was so different. First of all, we were all in one house, you know, it was this just one big family, not to say that my family was perfect by any means, but you know, maybe, maybe the wives were just really good at hiding it or they didn't feel that they could argue back and forth of who, about who's getting most attention. But there was never any of that in my house that I saw. Yeah. That the wives were complaining that they weren't getting enough attention or that another wife was getting more attention. It was just, this is the way father wants it and you know, and that's, and that's it, yeah. They weren't able to live the plural monogamy, which oh my gosh. I had to write that down when Cody said that. I was like, plural monogamy, where he was saying that, I mean, he was particularly talking about he didn't think Christine wanted to have a polygamous family. Mm. But just in general, when he used the word polygamous, polygamous monogamy, or sorry, plural monogamy, Yeah. the fact that because they are all in separate houses and they are actually physically situated different, like in different areas, that makes it impossible for them to actually have any type of relationship with their sister wives, right? It does make it so that he basically, he's like, yeah, they want me to pretend that I don't have other wives. Like, I'm with you, so now my time is with you and only with you, and I will only give you attention, and we're in this monogamous relationship for these couple days a week, except for when I'm over here with my other wife, in which case I'm only with you, and we have our monogamous relationship, except for the nights when I'm over. Well, no, he doesn't go to Mary's house, so there's really only two left. But I'm just saying it was really interesting that the when the show first started, the three women were all in the same house. They were one door away from each other all the time. And from the very beginning, and we're only, you know, we've only finished season one and then now this season, but as soon as Robin was apart, she was in her own space. She never had to try Actually. to live. They didn't have to try to live together with Robin. Now, whether or not that would have made it better or worse, who's to say? I don't know. Maybe there's other seasons and they did end up living in the same house and we don't know yet because we are fresh eyes on sister wives. <laughs> I don't know, but... You know, I would have to say, I'm just starting to realize right now that based on what I saw growing up and what's happening in this show is living together in one house seemed to be better because when the wives are all separate, it's easy to tell which wife is getting more attention. Oh, they kept track, right? Robin and, and Mary were comparing notes about who he stayed with the most in Las Vegas and whether or not he was at the in-home office, counted his time mm -hmm. with her. Like, it's but very easy to compare. Yeah, because whose house is he staying at most, right? And you better believe these wives between themselves are gossiping and talking about what Cody's doing and isn't doing. But you have to, I mean, at least I have to realize that it might be easier or less easy to dis to figure out who's getting more attention when they're all just together in one house. Uh, you know, the, the husband has his room and then the wives all have their room and then whatever happens, happens, but it's going to be difficult to know what is happening when you're all just 
living together. Well, because when your father came home, he came home to the family, not to one specific wife. Exactly. So while he may have exactly. split his time in different bedrooms at night, he was still always in the same home around all of the children mm -hmm. equally. Yep. And around all the wives at meal times, like the meal times were together, all those type of things, that would make a huge difference in Yeah, I never felt separate separate. I never felt that it was her kids versus my mother's kids and the other mother's kids. It was all one big family. I, I knew who my full blooded and half uh, siblings were. That was very clear. But it was never about you know, each, each mother's children are doing their own thing on a separate side of the house. In fact, I spent more time with some of my half siblings because they were closer to my age, right? So yeah. it just, it was like one big family. Uh, like, like I said, I'm not saying we were perfect, but it seemed to function pretty well, all considered. Yeah, considering the situation. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll end up seeing if uh, Cody ends up in a monogamous relationship eventually anyway, which uh, <laughs> some of you I know mean, this some already. Of you know already so I know <laughs> and we, that's okay. Feel we free won't to comment. spoil it. Feel free to comment. <laughs> we won't spoil it on here. But yeah, if you want to hear more of our thoughts on the polygamous side and the religious side of the Browns in this season 18, please like and subscribe. We will also be going and we are trying to go season by season and do reactions on all the previous seasons of Sister yeah. Wives. So we can kind of see where they ended up and see how they got to this mess. All of this mess. And maybe, like some of you have suggested, once we've seen all of these seasons leading up to season 18, maybe we'll do a reaction to season 18 again with a new perspective and see mm. how that has changed. How maybe our minds have changed. Do we like Robin a little bit less? <laughs> <laughs> For example. <laughs> <laughs> that seems to be a hot topic in the comment section, that's for yes. sure. But, but thank you all so much for being here with us again. We really do appreciate all of your support and look forward to talking to you soon. We'll talk to you all soon.